0: Welcome to What Mouth, a show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. I am your host, Michael, and in this episode, I am joined with my two gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. We started the pod discussing and reflecting about an article by The Morning Chalk Up, which discussed the harassment of female athletes on the internet. And as the conversation continued, it evolved into a discussion of sexual harassment in general and how we can do better. Plus, if you stick with us to the end, I mentioned an embarrassing learning experience I had with girls from my childhood. All right. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Thanks for popping in, Cassie. I mean, we need a little humor before we get into it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a serious one for sure.
1: With with bits of comedic relief, most likely. I hope so. Yeah, if I'm making a joke, it's to cut the tension. Yeah, I I don't think at any point
2: um, anybody in this room doesn't or in these rooms we're in different rooms because there's covid even though we're definitely part of the same bubble um and, and we're all vaccinated yeah
1: we're all vaccinated
2: uh but have you know experienced this or or have loved ones who have experienced it and understand it's a very serious um issue that's much bigger than than this podcast or the morning chalk up so
1: yeah a little trigger warning for everybody there will be themes of harassment um and maybe um essay you know, sexual. Uh, uh abuse or a, assault something like that
0: let's start off with you guys ever get uh, dick pics in your DMs?
2: not my not my instagram dms thankfully i um updated for a short period of time and it seemed that was what many people thought uh women wanted it was not
0: so i guess maybe some background is that the morning chalk up recently put out an article about female athletes just being harassed and sexualized in an extremely inappropriate way yeah i mean i don't even know how to like continue to go on i suggest everybody read it if you look at danny spiegel's instagram you know she posts pretty much the same stuff most athletes do i think there's a lot where she is you know, showing off that body that she did work out or work hard for, right? It still doesn't mean that you should be getting dick pics in your uh, DMs.
1: I agree.
2: I think maybe I'm wrong, but maybe this is when you started talking what I thought. There's kind of a very, there's two, there's two things. I think there's a big difference. Um, One is there's a difference between having a personal Instagram or an Instagram that is your, it's like your house. Like if some, like you wouldn't walk into somebody's house and be like, I don't like these things that you post that makes me feel bad or like these things. I hate your couch. I think your couch is offensive. You'd be like, get out of my house. So like when you go onto somebody's page and you start being like, Oh, you dress inappropriately, you can just leave. Um, so I think that that's one big thing. And there's like a big difference between the type of feedback you expect to get between like your personal Instagram. And maybe if you had like an only fans account, which actually I'm, you know, that's maybe even part of this or a topic for another day. I still don't think you should be getting those messages even if you have an OnlyFans because this is maybe more about being uh, human and having human kindness and not creating a space where other people feel fear. So there's a difference between the comments to me that are just like, you know, cutie, hey baby, like looking good. Um, And then the one which was, I think the warning chalk-ups kind of main point that it gets to the point that women are afraid to live their day-to-day lives. Like one of the athletes said, you know, she got a comment that was, or a message that was, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to need birth control. That is um, rape. That would be rape. (laughs) Like there's no way to sugarcoat that. And then I guess she had gotten messages or pictures of herself riding her bike. Like somebody found her and took pictures of her.
0: No, that was um, Danny Spiegel. There was a video of Danny that somebody had taken and they didn't just send it to Danny. They uploaded it to Pornhub.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But to make another human being live in fear like that, I just don't know how this is okay and how it's not, I hate to say it's accepted because it's, for many people it's not um but it seems almost like you know there's a lot of like well you know this is what you get on the inter- internet and i don't think anybody should have to live that way or or receiving these comments and i think it's hard because i think we we look at these women they're like oh they're wearing short shorts or they're wearing a sports bra just working out some of the most disgusting like lewd scary comments i've gotten have been like in my pajama pants going to the grocery store. Like after three days of not washing my hair, like this, I think people want to use the excuse that, oh, it's the way they look. And, you know, if you dress like that, people just can't help themselves, but it's, it has nothing to do with the way women actually look and more of women being held as something that's to be owned or to be controlled. And as soon as this person feels that maybe this woman has independence or feels comfortable, uh, that's not okay. That doesn't sit with them for some reason. So it's kind of, when I was reading this, those were kind of the thoughts going through my head that I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, you work out in a tiny sports bra. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And it's, uh, well, being treated and respected as a human being. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that might happen today. So it's just, it's very interesting and,
1: and so multifaceted. I'm going to stop monologuing now about it, though. Two thoughts from that. That actually made me remember the, the point that I was trying to make earlier and it's uh, what I was talking to Tip Club about like, uh, like last week. And it's, you know, when people say like, oh, it's what she's wearing. You know, she's asking for it. Like nobody asked for that. And clothes don't say what consent is. Consent says what consent is. Clothing is just fabric. That argument altogether is just disgusting to me. Like verbal consent is consent. Clothes are not verbal consent. Um, so always keep that in mind everybody who is listening and everybody who is on live right now the other thing is that the anonymity of social media and the internet kind of makes trolls like that emboldened to make statements like that Um, because there's just no consequence to it if they get blocked they'll just make a new account and they'll keep harassing the same people and people who are getting harassed just keep making new accounts because they're blocking all these people. And then they say, well, they're keep finding me. So now I have to make something else. And that is just dodging the problem altogether. There's really just no clear way and no def- def- uh, definitive way to kind of stop trolls where they are, because then everybody gets into the whole like freedom of speech. I get to say whatever I want, which is a bullshit argument in itself. So it's just, ugh. It's a tough issue um, in terms of how do we regulate that?
0: It's a tough issue. And there's this, um, I've had a hard time in the past being able to find the right words to express how I was feeling because I would say things and then instantly sound like an asshole or like a misogynist because I couldn't find the right words. And people tend to want to jump to one side or the other and then attack you for trying to come with a more, pragmatic approach or maybe not pragmatic maybe that's not the right word but like a realistic like what what is based in realism i think maybe the closest i can get to is regardless of how someone is dressed it's still wrong or regardless of the situation it's still wrong when you are a public figure and you are posting images like that it shouldn't surprise you that you're getting them not at least not in the current environment does that make sense
2: i think it's actually sad and true. Exactly, exactly what you said. It's um it's almost like expected. Like almost you should you should be able to anticipate this is going to happen.
0: Yeah, and expected was the word I would u- I used before when I got like yelled at cuz expected means that like a equals b, right? And you're just like validating that that's what it means, right? It it doesn't it shouldn't it shouldn't equal out, but bef- in the current situation, however, that's how it's playing out. And that doesn't make it okay.
2: If you, you know, people who do know me, know me, know that I, I like to joke and all, you know, anytime something goes wrong, I'm like, it's just the patriarchy, you know, it's just the patriarchy. Um, but uh, this time it is, you know, it actually, it actually is. There's a lot of patriarch patriarchal views um, that are very deeply rooted. It's very hard to what you're seeing with these messages and this harassment that goes overlooked is the symptoms of that. I mean, th- these are the symptoms and I think you have to do symptom management while you focus on the larger, you know, the larger illness at hand. And I think I was listening to the radio the other day, which I don't do very often anymore. And I forget who it was, but like one of the radio announcers, they were talking about the ones pregnant, but they said the word placenta and the radio, sh- the male radio show host like cringed. And he was like, "Ooh, like Ugh, placentas. Imagine if somebody was like, liver. And they were like, ew, I don't want to talk about livers. That would never happen. But because it was an inherently like female reproductive like matter, people get the, you know, the scapegoat to be like, ew, like we don't, we don't talk about that. By like 12 years old, you see penises drawn all over everything. So it's okay to say balls or penis or testicles. The second somebody wants to say vagina, vulva, clitoris, like placenta, people are like, ew, we don't, we don't speak about that. And it's, Because women are held to this, you have to be, you have to be there and fall in line and uh, almost less than, right? Like we're not embarrassed to say things that we're proud of. I saw so many like penises drawn on notebooks that until I saw one in real life, I actually thought the balls were in front because that's how they're always drawn.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, other, other penises don't have the balls in the front. Oh, man. i really
2: i was very i was very surprised but uh like man, this is not what i was expecting
0: you're educating but, me I better go see a doctor.
2: <laughs> there is a lot of pressure put on men around like around your penis like there honestly really is and it's too it's ridiculous but you can see where the issue stems just by the fact that like if i yelled you're a dick or or you know penis like no like nobody cares but like if you walked into somewhere and you're like labia like people are like oh I don't you know you don't we don't we don't talk like that here or you can't say that on the radio or they actually had people calling in and the one caller that like really resonated with me she was like you're saying an inherent part of being a woman is disgusting to you there's something about being a woman that is so repulsive to you you can't even say the word imagine if you were like god like my balls are itchy and I was like ew that's disgusting like balls are disgusting it would, it would be a very different narrative. People would say I'm being sensitive. So, and I'd probably be coming off as a bitch. You know why? Because body parts are body parts and there's no good ones and there's no bad ones and there's no gross ones.
0: I don't know. As, as a man who has balls, they can be pretty disgusting sometimes. <laughs> but there's
2: body parts we don't want to see in our DMs either. Don't DM us certain body parts.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep it a secret. Keep it a surprise.
0: <laughs> surprise.
1: <laughs> surprise, dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what they're doing they're keeping it a surprise you open it up yeah surprise. It,
1: yeah i agree there is a lot of ob- objectification of, of women there's also a lot of objectification of men too and the sexuality is just all over the place it's in all of the ads that we consume um it's pretty much everywhere um tv you name it so there's been a lot of you know and, and even like period talk too it's been a lot more accepted nowadays because just women just do it more. And you I will period more now than you used to every, every month, it, every
0: month. <laughs> it's twice a month now,
1: <laughs> like even with buying like tampons or pads, you know, when I'm going to CBS, I'm going to the self-service. I'm not going to the counter and like having the clerk check me out with that. That's something that we should be proud of because it's a natural process. And I just want to go on and tell this story because this was the most surprising story of my life. And this is going to be a good tension cutter, you guys. But back in my days when I worked at Sears, I worked with this straight up meathead guy, straight up meathead. He is just gigantic bodybuilder. His name was Zach. One of of the days that we were working, just me and him. You know, I had my tampons down there and like the, in like the cabinet and he saw them and I was like, Ooh, that's, that's mine. Hold on. Don't look at that. And he said, why girl? It's only natural. And I was like, so shocked to hear that. I was, wow. That was like the last person that you would think would say that, but he did. And I was like, you are a crusader.
0: (laughs) I always get a kick out of like the people, like the dudes who didn't want to like buy those products for their ladies. Like they're embarrassed or like, I'm not going to buy that. Like, what, what do you think? Like, what do you think the cashier is going to think of you? They're not going to think you're using them. They're just going to think that you're yeah. a nice person grabbing that for someone.
1: You know what? You should be proud to buy that because that means that you have a girlfriend, fiance, or wife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you're just a caring individual. <laughs>
1: yeah, or that you're just
0: prepared.
1: Yeah. No, nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's caring anymore. It's not. That's not with hip anymore. It's like an interesting concept that
2: that really even bothers anybody because you have to think about why is that so embarrassing to purchase? Like, why is that something that we look at as embarrassing? And is I don't know, it just, it just feels like part of the bigger issue. And I think that stems from so many things, like so many places to even talk about. I think you have to really look at those things. And then I think that's where you're getting this, like, there is a female I find attractive. She needs to see my penis now.
0: She needs to know, she needs to know that I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> and,
2: uh, there, I mean, there's, and there's levels, there's like levels of it because I think people get a little mistaken. Like if a guy comes up to me in the gym and is like, hi, how are you? And like hits on me, like in a nice way, I, like that's a compliment to me. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Or like, I've had, I've definitely had guys, guys like, uh, DM me and be like, you know, Hey, like you want to work out sometime. And that goes one of two ways, either like they want to lift weights or they're going to use it to make a bunch of sexual innuendos that like gross me out. Like I'm not even lumping like those guys into this because there is like, there is a little bit more give and take when somebody has like good natural intentions of just wanting to get to know somebody better. And that I give people a lot of credit who do take that first step to be like, I'm going to go shoot my shot. Uh, I want to get to know this person. And you're going to fuck it up sometimes. Like sometimes, like I'm sure I've come off as creepy before. I think everybody does when they're trying to not be nervous and get somebody's attention. So those aren't the people that I think we have an issue with. And I think that's when people get caught up and they're like, well, then, you know, how are we supposed to, like, if anytime you talk to a woman, you're harassing them, what are we supposed to do? And I think a lot of those people don't understand haven't had to deal with the implications of like real life um, being being a woman. And I think there's also a lot of issues that women end up getting very kind of conflicted about because you're supposed to want male attention, right? Like you're supposed to be trying to attract something or somebody. So it's like, oh, if you're going out of your way to like, God, I don't know how to say this the right way. But I think a lot of time women, women do internalize. I brought this on myself. I looked this way or I dressed this way or I posted this picture. Um, But there's also like a little bit of a secret competition that women have. Um, And up until I was like an adult and like matured, like it always felt good when you were the one out of your friend group that got the attention, like did tend to be the creepy guy. I don't know why. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I just attracted them. (laughs) I went to Dewey Beach with a friend um, and I was at a bar. And we were, we actually had met this like older group of people and we were just drinking and like having a good time. And this guy came up to me and he looked, this man looks me dead in the eye and goes, who owns that ass? And I just like put my drink down. I took a deep breath and I was going to, I was like, who do you think you're speaking to like that? You messed this up entirely. I was like, you're going to start over. You're going to walk away. You're going to find a different woman because one, I have a boyfriend, but even if I didn't, there is no way that's going to work. And you're going to offer to buy her a drink and get to know her. Who owns that ass? I own that ass. I don't know, but there's also something to be said for like, I think there's a level of insecurity around a lot of women that if they're at a different point in their life, they're going to respond to that. Like that had to work for him at some point with
1: somebody. Why would he keep doing it? Or it never worked and he's a, still a virgin. Or that. That's probably more likely. So going back to Danny Spiegel, you know, she makes a lot of extra money, you know, with Born Primitive and selling a lot of their like sports bras and shorts which means if she's on Instagram she's going to be trying to promote them wearing like very little clothing like sports bra and you know shorts so in that case she's she's basically like trying to earn a little income with that but at no point does anybody you know go to their job and say I can't wait to be harassed today and you know that's just a part of the the culture where it's oh woman scantily clad Victoria's Secret model like this is what I want you know I'm going to comment on this and harass somebody because it's just what I can't do and I can get away with it in that instance you know there, there could be that argument where like yeah like she's putting it out there but you know I've had an experience when I was you know like 13 and I was playing tennis with my mom at the at the Crofton Middle School And, you know, I'm wearing like short shorts, like that's fine. And like, like a white t-shirt. And then after we were done, you know, my mom says, probably shouldn't wear those shorts anymore. They were a little short. Those guys were looking at them. Were looking at you. And these guys were like in their fifties and keep in mind, I'm 13. I think with the argument being made that, yeah, she's scantily clad. So like, you can make the argument that she was looking for that attention. It paves the way for a lot of deviant be like, Thinking between, you know, a woman is just an object. I can look at her and I can make these comments and nothing will happen to me because it's her fault Uh, when it should be just I shouldn't be thinking about that way because it's 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 wrong. You know, it's not nice to treat somebody like that as an object. That's a person. She's wearing what she wants to. It's America. It's a free country. She can wear that. She doesn't have to be, you know, this isn't You know, where we're, you know, we're, we don't have a dress code in America.
0: I don't think you can go no clothes. I think, that, I think that part.
1: Well, there are nudist colonies.
0: Yes, but as America as a whole, I don't think there's no going to the Capitol naked.
1: Eh, what do you know?
0: No, you bring up a really good point. And it brings up something I wanted to talk about. And that is like, we are, and not, I'm not talking about 13-year-old girls here, all right? So let's talk about older ladies and older men in this uh, narrative. But um, we are humans, you know, we are wired a certain way. And I would be a liar if I said I never... Saw anything in the gym that I didn't like? Okay, like I think I think we all could say that, right? Like that is that that's a truth, right? But how you respond to that and how you respond to other people responding to that is very important, right? That's still like a person that goes to our gym. That's still a person that I care about. Whether they, they like whether they're wearing something that is showing more or not, being aware that they have feelings. Do you really want to be that person? And also like how insecure are you? feel the need to say these things and harass people about their bodies right you don't know how that person feels right so someone someone who has like a big ass if it's like even if it looks great they could feel really insecure about how big their ass is even though you're digging it right like
2: (laughs) i'll tell you uh michael that's true true. and you can finish your thought, but actually, that, that'll make me elaborate on something as well.
0: I wanted to touch on a story that was not so related to CrossFit, but it, it, I think approaching things in this, um, mindset will help us not just in CrossFit, but with this problem as a whole, I worked as a bartender for a while. And one of the managers that was in the, in the restaurant portion of it would constantly talk about his like wife, like she was, uh, like a problem, you know, like the, the old school, like, Oh, the old ball and chain. And like, I will say things like that, but always like in a joking, it's quite obvious. I'm not serious. I, I treat my woman with much respect and I'm never, anything that comes out of my mouth is a joke. So it's quite clear that I'm being just an idiot. Right. But he will say these things. He would say these things like dead serious. Like, yeah, you know, women are just the worst, like, you know, how you just got to deal with them. They're just, uh and he was saying like this, he was saying this stuff while we were getting ready to open up in front of two young ladies who were uh, servers. And he turned to me to like validate himself. And he was like, you know what I mean, Michael? And I just stopped. I was like, no, I love my wife. That's why I married her. And I just like walked out and, and I didn't argue with him, but I, I also didn't validate his thoughts and his joke. Right. Like, because it wasn't like, it, it was still like a mean spirited joke. And based on other things that he had said, he just talked her down constantly and I and I don't really have time for that. I'm not really interested in that that kind of behavior. It's not really funny. I don't like jokes that punch down. And clearly you have some insecurity about your wife or yourself if you're have to tell everyone why she sucks.
2: I love that. That um I think if we had more more of that going on, I think a lot of those jokes do stem from like insecurity. Stem from like everybody's just trying to create like camaraderie, right? Like it's easier like if you're complaining about something and it's funny and people laugh, like you're going to do it again. Um, and I think there's a lot of time, I think a lot of time, especially like men will like laugh out of almost just like, let's just get out of the situation. Like, I think I think when you hear groups, groups of people and and maybe maybe one of them is actually the perpetrator and the rest are kind of silent, uh, silent go alongs And I think that's the biggest issue.
0: Oh, it's much easier to giggle along. It doesn't yeah. take to just sit there and be the silent accomplice it takes way less energy. Right. And I think that's one good thing about our gym is for the most part, I don't, I don't hear, or see those things. Right. I'm sure there are plenty of places where it happens. One of the th- or questions I have for this article in general is. Is it, it is specific to CrossFit and it makes sense it's specific to CrossFit because it's the morning chalk up, but it also like, what is the percentage of men that are actually doing this, that are saying these things? Are they CrossFitters? How does that relate to other sports? It's just questions I have that I'm curious about, right? Does an Olympic weightlifter get this same amount of harassment? I imagine so. Does... A tennis player get the same amount of harassment what is the percentage of male crossfitters because there's more males than there are females i i think i think there were more males this year in the open what level of them get harassment i've never gotten a vagina or a dick pic in my dms like ever so that's good yeah mazel i I don't know what that says about me but i haven't been harassed about it yet
2: (laughs) i think those would be interesting statistics to see but i think uh the issue is that it is a very like i do think comparatively it'll be a very small percentage but the issue comes in is kind of like you said the silent accomplices aren't really innocent and then also that small percentage it's not just like an annoyance it's a fear like the repercussions are so big for somebody who who could be like a like stalker you know and and what that does to a person really you know is really can affect them i had um a very short lived situation where i had a stalker who would follow me and take pictures of my car in the middle of the night and send them to my parents and be like do you know she's here and now i'm 24 23 23 or 24 at this point but when i found out that was happening Uh, It was horrifying. And I actually ended up driving around with like a baseball bat in my car for a year after I, you know, had moved and lived nowhere near where that individual lived. So I think that's the issue is when, when you have these things are happening. And I know to compare a real life stalking situation with a dick pic on the internet seems a little bit of a stretch, but it's, you know, it's really not. And it makes people uncomfortable and feel unsafe. And with social media, people are like, oh, well, if you're posting where you are all the time. You're opening yourself up to those things. Um, But no, you have to really stop putting the blame on the victim. And that's what that is. Like, I should, like, be able to know where somebody is and not be stalking them. And and that's what it does. It's like, oh, well, this is how you protect yourself. But where's the accountability on the other end? Um, And like I said, I can tell you personally, unless you have... Some kind of proof this person has intent to harm you or has already harmed you. Normally they need to have already harmed you for you to be able to really do anything about it. And that's that's where this becomes such a scary, scary topic because those things do happen. And that's real life. I mean, I think I know, I think every woman I know has been harassed or, you know, one in three women is sexually assaulted. One in three. So that's like, if you think about our friend group, that means within your friend groups, this has happened. It's very real, like you wives, girlfriends, sisters, and we have a culture that God likes to do that. Like I would drive, you know, when I would drive from Maryland to Pennsylvania to see my parents, there was this billboard on the side of the road uh, that was so infuriating to me down now, thankfully, but it would be like, she's somebody's daughter. And then it had a picture of a woman. So it was kind of saying, you know, don't rape her because she has a father, like don't not don't rape her because she's a human, not don't rape her because rape is wrong, not don't rape her because you're going to scar her for life. Uh, don't rape her because she already belongs to somebody. That's how it seemed.
1: She's someone's property.
2: So yeah. 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 And uh, God, it's it's really hard. And it gets frustrating when people don't want to take it seriously. Because it's a real lived experience, you know, and it's once you've, you know, and I haven't had like any, the, any of these really huge, horrible, traumatic things happen to me that a lot of women do have. And it's still something, you know, there was one day I got so frustrated. I just cried. Like I just stood in the kitchen and cried, like just thinking about it. And it was the day we had gone back and forth with uh, that man on Facebook who was posting negative things about how women rise to power. But I just realized, I was like, this man can't think about this any other way. This is dangerous. Like, and this is, All of my, you know, you can't just say somebody's lived experience doesn't count. Um, And that's what a lot of these people do. They're like, it's not a big deal. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's just a message. Get over it. You're being sensitive. Uh, I went through the morning chalk up when they posted the headline for that article. And if you read the comment section, man, it's atrocious. You know, like 85% of them are people being like, I'm glad you're bringing this to light. And then 15% are like, go back to talking about the games. Like, go back to talking about the open Like, this isn't relevant. Stop being political. Stop being political? Are we really going to say sexual assault and harassment is a political thing? And I think a lot of people think it is.
1: Basic human decency is not political.
2: I actually screenshot them, but I don't even want to read them now because it was so disheartening that people in our, you know, our community, and I, I look at our community as such a safe place. Like, I feel like I could come to the gym and I mean, but Michael, you and Cassie, you guys, there's things I've told you, I haven't told anybody else, like, and there's, you know, Cassie, especially, you get me in that 5am on Thursday, like, and I'm in my feelings, man, I've like unloaded some stuff onto you. Um, But I feel like I but I feel safe at the gym. I feel like that's a safe place for me. And when you see these things happening, and seeing the way people in this community responded, it chips away at that. And it's a really devastating thing.
0: I, I do think that it's, it is dangerous thinking to think that like the same culture that is inside our gym personally is the same culture that is going to be across the board. Is thinking like we have gyms worldwide. These gyms will, de- inha- just by the nature of where they're at, will have different cultures, right? People from different socioeconomic backgrounds, race, religions. We're really lucky to be in the gym that we're in. I think it has a lot more females than probably a lot of gyms in other parts of the country. Culture happens from the top down. You, you can't exactly come in as a member and set the culture. That is going to be done by the owners. We've had a female as an owner as long as I've been there, right? It went from from one and then gym was purchased and we got another male, but we still had a female in the ranks. So there, there is still a strong female presence. I think that's important because that, by default, gives ladies representation.
1: So one thing I do want to bring up with the crossfit athletes and the the question that you posed earlier with do other sports get it? And back in my college days, uh, you know, in the body image one, I mentioned my uh, my professor, Dr. Kumar. About to mention her again. I once again did pay attention to your class. You know, I did my uh, my final paper on women in sports and you know can they be kind of represented the same way as men and I said physiologically no they're not going to be the same of course because obvious differences Um, but an interesting statistic that came up and this was from a long time ago was that more uh, announcers were speaking about a woman from like a beauty standpoint instead of from an athletic standpoint so if they were talking about a male, they were more likely to talk about his like ability to um, hit because of raw power, like in baseball, or, you know, he has a lot of speed, um, stamina. But if it was a, a female athlete, it was more like, oh, she's just beautiful. She's wonderful. Oh, and she's got a nice family. And that even like goes to like at the, I think the London Olympics, when there was that article and it says Chicago Bears... Uh, linebacker's wife wins olympic gold medal and they were like shouldn't it be that woman won an olympic gold medal and happens to be uh, married to a chicago bear (laughs) so it's like interesting things that come about because even in the sports world women are kind of like seen as a different tier than men um and they're definitely not on the same level And that's been a huge thing with women's sports. So I can see that bleeding into the CrossFit realm where um, it's, you know, it's it's hard to put them on the same pedestal as men. Um, But I think in a way, when you look at the CrossFit games, men and women are kind of seen on the same tier, but probably not this year. Now that Matt Frazier is gone, probably all of the, probably all of the attention is going to be on the men's side now that Matt Frazier is gone. But it's, it's very interesting. Uh, And I remember watching the 2015 CrossFit Games uh, documentary the other day, seeing them, they were talking about the Murph event. And they said, for reference, Sam Briggs would have finished second in the men's. And I'm kind of thinking like, why not just give her a 20 pound vest and let her, you know, compete with them and rant.
2: That's one of my favorite things about CrossFit and it has been since day one. And I feel like I'm talking a lot about like my own personal experience, but I came from a place where I felt very uncomfortable showing my body and I felt very uncomfortable. You know, I'm not, as we saw in the podwad, I am not naturally athletic. So even like when I went to the gym by myself, I felt like I was being almost like made fun of a little bit. Like, what's that girl doing here? Like, she can't, you know, she doesn't look like she should be here. She doesn't have that persona
0: to be fair, we, we realized you weren't athletic before we even got on the field when you had to get over the fence.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, sis, we've been new.
0: <laughs> <Whatever>.
2: <laughs> no, that's completely fair. That was a horrifying experience for me. Um, but CrossFit like really instilled like a sense of confidence in me and in my body, especially that I never had. Like I never had, the. Co- I wore my first crop top at like, 24 or 25 I was always very covered not that like and I don't think you need to show I don't think body confidence is always showing your body I think it's being comfortable with your body however you choose to be comfortable with it So I want to make that very clear. I think it's not allowing other people, the way other people look at you to dictate what you choose to do with your body, how you decide to decorate it, how you decide to live in it. But I've said it before and I'll, you know, I'll say it again. You know, when I was, when I first started, I was like, well, I'll never put weight on a barbell because I don't want to get big and bulky. And I don't want to, you know, look like a man because I have this feminine appearance to keep up. You know, I have to look a certain way to be accepted and be attractive and be beautiful. And then I came in and, you know, saw the women at our gym and I was like, Oh, hold up. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to look like that. Um, And you don't have to, you don't have to want to look like that. Like muscles are beautiful. No muscles are beautiful. Extra body fat is whatever makes you feel the best you that you can be is what's, what's right. For me, CrossFit just showed me that. And it gave me like where I felt I had this control over my body and I could, I, you know, I got out of the disordered eating habits and because I didn't care if I gained weight because I got stronger when I gained weight. And I think that's a message a lot of women need to really instill a confidence in themselves to not accept this kind of treatment. I think a lot of, a lot of times there is a lack of self-confidence and security for women in and of themselves. And I think, I think men deal with this too. So I don't mean to strictly speak of women. I think men deal with a lot more than we ever even know. But just as a woman, that's the only, you know, the only uh, talking point I have. But like when you're confident in, your, in yourself, when you're getting the dick pics, the DMs, the, the, the poor treatment, you can say no and you, you feel more justified in yourself and you don't feel like you need to be pleasing other people or you don't feel you need this male attention to earn your right to exist on this planet. And that is something I think a lot of women feel deep down. If men are giving me attention, I'm worthy. I look good. I look, you know, you look at our branding, you look at the media, it's about looking young, ageless, you know, eye cream, skin. you know, I'm very into skincare and I've, I've always been like really afraid of like getting older. But even as I watch these CrossFit athletes, these women in their fifties and sixties, I'm like, that's pretty badass, you know, you know, maybe, maybe some of these stigmas that I've put onto myself and probably projected onto others are part of the problem too. Like it's not just men. Like we it's it's a societal issue. Uh the meanest people to women are other women. And I think that's that's a really big issue that needs to be addressed and a really big elephant in the room. Yes, we do get to blame men for a lot of the shitty stuff you do. Uh but but women need to stop being this way to other women too.
1: Oh yeah. And women are are like that to men too. There have been like some pretty nasty like messages that I've you know seen from my male friends. And to all of my male friends out there anybody i am a feminist at heart and i would fight for you if you were getting uh this kind of treatment because it's unacceptable for anybody mic drop
0: yeah <laughs> thank you
1: thanks for the mic drop moment
0: um i do want to respond to like both you guys one more time and then we can wrap up your uh cassie your point about like sam briggs like why not give her a 20 pound vest and let her compete with the men um i think that happens enough like throughout the year that was just the one particular time where the men and the women are separated. And so they do two separate workouts, right. Or two different like weights. A lot of times the workout is the exact same and you can like see exactly where they play out. Right. I think that's just the nature of the programming but, and uh, but I haven't noticed per like, I personally haven't noticed if CrossFit says like the way they, they not just talk about ladies and I'd like to start paying attention. I mean, that's, that's going to be in my mind this year as we, since we're in the middle of like games, like season right i'm going to see if they talk about the ladies physically i i don't recall very much of that in fact if anything if they're talking about the ladies and lady things it's like damn she just had a baby and she uh she just crushed it so I'll, I'll definitely be aware of that to address what you were talking about ashley i don't have a like so, uh, obviously I don't have a solution uh, on a global scale right or a national scale what yeah i'm it I failed. I've been, I've been too busy. Like
2: well, I'm done with this podcast. I thought we were here to get answers.
1: I quit.
0: But I do think like what you said about like, they can be ladies could be men. Like it really, it's how we respond, right? We're setting the culture am- around ourselves and our friends and we're setting that example, whether it's a good one or a bad one. I-, I mean, it's really cliche to say, but I have a, I have a, I have two kids of my own that see how I treat my wife and see how I treat you ladies. And that, and that goes both ways. Like the, the my daughter will see how the male figure in her life is treating a women. And if she so chooses to find a male, like she's going to, she's going to see that she's going to expect that that's how it's going to happen. And if my son chooses to treat a, uh, find a female, he's going to assume that that's how he is to treat a woman right? Uh, at least I will be the I am the largest influence on both of them for that, right And so what I do is v- really important and I know I'm not perfect. Um, I think one of the hardest areas for me are, jokes right like people don't always get jokes they don't always intend the sense of humor is not always the best (laughs) and sometimes I have to look back and be like that was bad form you know I know I didn't intend for it to come across this way but it did and and of course you know sometimes jokes don't age well and they're no longer you look back and it's kind of cringy definitely in my college years said things i am ashamed of right and and that's some of the growth process too like we talked about like men and women like or like men specifically like not knowing how to talk to ladies and coming off as a creeper damn that's your fucking 20s like you're figuring it out right And that's why it is important that we do take stands because there there will always be 20-year-olds who are going up and saying things. I don't know if that guy, how old that guy was at Set T, but there will be guys who will come up and say, damn, who owns that ass? There will be 20-year-olds who say that shit. And if that 20-year-old is being rewarded with like, oh, you know, what's your name? He's gonna be like, okay, that worked. That's what we should be doing. But if he's being told, whether it's by the lady or the men present, like, Hey, cool. Not cool. You know, we we don't talk to people like that, 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 that is going to be learned behavior because men, young men are inherently bad at picking up chicks. That is just like the way it is. And it's something that's never going to change. Right. They're always going to be bad and there's always going to be learning experiences. So there's this weird wiggle room where like, it's not that you endorse it, but you know that they're, they just haven't figured it out yet. Right. And it's kind of your job as a society, not like your specific job as a woman, but our job as a society to, to show them what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate, appropriate, right? Like we, we do, we do want human connection. We do want, and it's good to take some trial and error and it's not perfect. And it's always going to be ugly, but we can do our best as a community to come together and try to figure it out. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that was, I think that was really well said. I think there is room to say, like, kind of like you said, like, you're trying to meet somebody, you're trying to say the right things. You're going to stumble. You're going to make, you know, I'm sure I've made jokes that did not age well. um, You know, especially based on the person I was the person I was in my late teens and early 20s was a completely different person um, than I am now. I didn't know the things I know now. I didn't have these life experiences. And I think I think exactly the pro tips you gave, like, be a good person, call it out when you see it. And also believe people's like lived experiences too. like if you know, you guys follow that. You look like a man. I have to actually intermittently follow that unfollow that page. Cause I'll get so riled up. Um, it's
0: a little rough, yeah.
2: but I reposted something and, and, uh, somebody responded, a man responded that I know. And he was like, do people actually say this stuff? But I think, um, like a little bit of like a pro tip. If you see somebody post like something like that and you want to reach out is like not to doubt their lived experience, not to be like, that doesn't happen. I've never done that. So it doesn't happen. I'm like, well, you know, it, it does. And, uh, You know, you can always just say something like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry this happens. Like, or whatever. You don't even need to say anything.
1: Yeah, if you don't know what to say, just don't say anything. say anything. If you don't like the way a woman looks, you just don't say anything.
2: It's okay to not say anything sometimes. Sometimes silence, and that's something I need to learn. Sometimes silence is what we need.
0: I would love to end on a funny story about my learning how to talk to women. I was in maybe middle school, our school would have like this program where you could go roller skate with other kids in your grade. Right. And you know, there's nothing like that couple skate, right? That couple skate is what's up, right? Nothing like putting that pressure on a sixth grader to get that couple skate, that handhold. Right. And my crush was there and I don't know what I was thinking. Cause my crush was way out of my sixth grade league and I I got the guts and I went up to her and I was like, do you want a couple skate? I was like, so amped up, like, you know, like nervous. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. And my response, oh. my response was, I was just like, and in my mind, it wasn't, there wasn't going to be a no. I don't know why I was thinking that. I just go, you're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to say yes. That came out of my mouth. (laughs) And she just like awkwardly skated away. And I was like, fucking slaughtered right there. (laughs) That was early lesson learned, man. (laughs) And then afterwards I was like, you're supposed to say yes. Why would I say that? (laughs) But
1: that's appropriate from a sixth grader. (laughs) <laughs> you guys don't sixth grade you don't understand that people have other points of view yet <laughs> oh that is good that's
0: funny all right so this podwad why don't you uh explain it again cassie and talk about how bad we were
1: all right so being as i'm the only athletic one in the group i'll explain this since clearly <laughs> i knew the mechanics of it um so it was number one we were going to do a 40 yard dash and so we went to the track the local track insert name here high school and we just ran down 40 yards. Uh, and then we had a punt, pass, and kick competition, which if you actually read at the reel that Ashley did, punt, pass, throw, which is pass and throw are the same thing. Um, so we can clearly tell that she's not athletic. So it was fun. We all had a good time. I especially had a good time because got back to my rugby roots. We didn't do it with a football. It was with a rugby ball. I got the results right here for the uh, punt Klep got a whopping 26 yards. Um, Ashley got a good 16 yards on that and then I got 30 yards. For the throw club got uh, about 16 yards and this is a regular rugby toss. Ashley got 16 yards and then I got 20 yards for the for the place kick. Um, it was Club got 26 yards. Ash got eight yards which for some reason your throw was better than your place kick.
0: Her her place kick, she just like kicked it, and it just like tumbled over. It went
1: straight though. up in the air. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's like the football quit even before it got to the tee. And then I got thirty six yards. The forty yard dash was a lot of fun. Cluck, you got about six point seven eight on your second try. Ashley you got six point eight four, and then I don't know what I was exactly. So I'm just gonna say six five because that's my
0: height. That's not my height. Yeah, you were pretty quick. I don't know. I think I think you were around six.
1: Yeah, something like that. I think you were almost like.
0: So this week's podwad is Ashley's choice. Have you thought of anything?
2: I do have one I've been wanting to do because I've been wanting to retest it. Cassie, me and you have done this. If it's 20.1,
1: I retired because I
2: don't <laughs> need it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's from the games, the sprint push sprint. You remember that? Oh, oh yeah. It's
1: short. It's short to the point and uh, it'll get you on.
0: Oh, cycle. It's with the sled, right?
1: So it was a 100-yard sprint, a 100-yard sled push, and a 100-yard sprint again.
0: What are the weights? Do you know?
1: I think it was like 80 80 pounds, which I think is just the sled for women, and I think it was just a 25-pound
0: jump for the
1: men but I'll get you the real weights.
0: This seems like a bad one for my first sled push. Guys, I've never pushed a sled. If you're all listening right now, I've never pushed a sled. You're not an athlete if you haven't pushed a sled. I don't think that's how that works, but uh, I mean, I'm not an athlete. You ask Vic
1: 2021 (laughs) and he'll agree with me.
0: He's old. He doesn't even remember. He used to have to push a sled. to like get things to places. All right. Like, all right. That, That was how they delivered shit when he was a kid.
1: I just want to say that our highest, viewed real is the one where he's the
0: cover photo oh, of course he is he's a gorgeous old man he is old look at that i just objectified a dude you did here we go <laughs> <laughs> equality yeah <laughs> all right um let's, let's wrap this up then uh you guys can email us at watermouth at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you uh, you can also send us a DM. Please no dick piss, pics, <laughs> no dick pics or vagina pics. We like to keep that, uh, you know, genitalia free. And that is also at Wad of Mouth. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at live underscore laugh underscore wad. And now, if you want to support the show, you can do that. Uh, PayPal.me uh, backslash live laugh wad. That goes to our uh, LLC, which will help us make this show better and that would be amazing if you guys like what you're hearing you guys can support us and we would greatly appreciate
1: that yeah don't you want us to be better we're already the best I haven't heard anything yet
2: (laughs) Uh, you can find me at prep it real good I'll just be posting more of what I eat if you want to see what I eat this week or I guess it'll be last week out.
1: how to do DIY toaster waffles and I'm Vladdy or I'm not Flatty. He's flatty. I'm dude bro. Watch us work out.